Let's just pray, Basil, and all of us. And thank God in advance for the things He's still to do. For what you are doing in this place. For all of us in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord Jesus. Help us to go deep. Lord, help us, Lord, help us. Yes. To go deeper, Lord. Hallelujah. Devotion. Hallelujah. 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 Deeper, Lord. Yes. Help us, Lord, to go deeper in the spirit. Holy Spirit. Deeper in our pursuits, my Father. Help us, Lord. Thank yes. you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank hallelujah. You, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank yes, you, Lord. Father. Thank you, Lord. Baba Sia Bonga Manda, come a cool. Amen. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Now, Father, we thank you for your presence in this place. We thank you, O oh God, that you are here. Your Holy Spirit flows like a river. Let that which is dry experience the flooding of the Holy Spirit. Let that which is weak be made strong. In Jesus' name. Where there is darkness, let there be light. Let there be great light and illumination. Where there is confusion, let there be clarity of thought. Where there is fear, we pray that you pour faith. For the Bible says you have not given us the spirit of fear, of power and love and a sound mind. And so as we gather in this place today, I thank that you continue to lay foundation in the lives of your people. In the name of Jesus, the church said, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Please just relate to me. Uh, you can just do that. Okay. In but, Jesus' name. Whatever that you respond to. Amen. No, I was saying, Abba and were sharing their experiences in terms of before baptism and after baptism, Amen. what the Lord is just doing. Just breaking chains and liberating us. And I was sharing Nabazalane, they were telling me, and I was telling them that there is power in doing something out of understanding and revelation. Because the enemy also steals from us because So just the, the, the fact that acknowledging and thanking God because God is doing something, not just in a few, but in all of us. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, let me just go there because Master Skyter is going to be a bit difficult to to say certain things. Isolo, uh, eleven people were baptized. We thank God for that. Gashera uh, Shibanda should be baptizing every month because the Australian woman would the the proof of ukula is growth, where even in the natural evidence that something is alive. The thing must grow. If it's a plant, if it has life in it, then it must grow. 
so every every month the church must must grow people must be baptized that's what what god wants we're gonna get there amen we're gonna get there i'm looking at you today i was just looking at you people that are here i'm saying lord that's all right <laughs> that's all right uh, god is in heaven and he's doing what he's doing and i'm, I'm at peace amen now on Saturday nine november we should reserve that date for the second group for baptism. I know Utumamu, Utanda, and other people couldn't come as well because they were working. Mm-hmm. And so, Mtlaga 9 November, we will reserve that for the second group. And then, Mtlaga 19 October, we are going to do the second group also for the call. It's important that we do that. Uh, it's, a, it's a very important session that we go through those who didn't uh, do that. It's going to be on a Saturday from 1 to half past 2 on the 19th of October in our apartment. It is only after that, that when we've done that, all of us, that we can embark on Ukfundogwe Bible corporately as a body. We need to begin to study the Bible systematically as as Iban. As and the home cell will consolidate that uh, so that the home cell follows a certain structure. Amen. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do that, all of us. Uh, I think we're going to continue with Second John. We did First John. There's First John, Second uh, John, and Third John. So when we start together, we're going to start with Second John and Third John. Then we're going to go back to the Book of Acts and then do a systematic study. All of us, Amen. It's important that we do so. Uh, next year, let me just tell you this. <coughs> next year we are going to have uh, on the seventh of March, 2020. We're going to have a little conference we had here, yeah, hike and pray. But we're going to have a, an outreach conference. Uh, outreach conference is a soul winning conference. Yeah. Can I get a whole lot of people who can have a, a certain program for that? Uh, here we are for, trusting God for a certain uh, person who's going to come and, and, and minister, uh, evangelistic person, going to come and minister. We're going to have two of those, two major ones next year. Angbali uh, I can pray conference, which is going to happen. Gonna be an annual thing. Uh, Natasha and all the team, uh, apostle team, is gonna come again next year. So those are there. They'll be there all the time. And uh, but note that we're gonna we're gonna embark on on a on a, on a massive outreach uh, program with our friends out there who are going to assist us to do that. Uh, boys, high can pray. Boys and men, high can pray. Is on the 26th. Ifunomfana, uh, Israel. All these young people. I want to see all of you, hey boys, all of you are going to go on a mountain, going to walk and pray. And I talk to you about, about boy stuff, because I was once a boy myself, amen. <laughs> and I'll talk to you about men stuff too, so that you, be because that's where you're going. So when you're in your school, you're able to look at them in the eye, and if they are out of order, you're able to address that, amen. But you need to learn to pray at your age and uh, push the devil. And the authority. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. So that is what I needed to relate to you. Uh, so next year is going to be beautiful. Next year too, we're going to have a school of discipleship. Yes. Uh, that's we're going to do. Next year we're going to go next year. Uh, all of you here, in those who are not here, uh, a lot of them are not here. We are we, we are leaders. You all gonna be gonna have a certain role we're gonna play. Everybody who has been with us in 2020, this is why we need to do these courses. We're gonna have a school of discipleship one. Yeah. We're gonna talk about repentance, holiness, baptisms, and fruit of the spirit. It's gonna be a manual. Yeah. We're gonna do that. 
from there we're going to move on to school of disciple school of discipleship two we'll talk about watchmen uh, watchmen anointing stewardship it's going to be school of discipleship two that's a that's a class we'll do that on a, on a saturday it's going to be, going to be massive uh, training before before we do all these uh, outreaches and uh, training well when they come they are coming to people with, with, with some uh, uh, foundation who are sober-minded who know exactly what we are about uh, then we're gonna, have, we're gonna have four schools um, one two three three is kingdom mandate kingdom culture kingdom worldview kingdom expansion and then uh, we have uh, the last one which is covenant membership so we're gonna by the time we come back here January we're gonna have all those ready Amen. And I've been manuals. We're going to sit uh, whether here or in our place, but we're going to have those schools. Just place you on a firm foundation. By the time we do those things in March, when they come and God brings a harvest, there are people uh, who are ready. So the harvest doesn't escape through the net. You, you let the net. When the harvest comes, the net must be tight enough to hold the harvest. Amen. Yes. So you, must, you mustn't rush foundation. You must always ensure that the 12 that you have uh, they, are, they are established on a firm foundation. Don't rush that process. It's very important. Then start 2020 and begin to do all this. Well, why didn't you do it this year? Because what if they come and none of you is ready to, can't even greet the person next to you. And they feel unloved. So in, in, the, in, the, in the session called Core, we address those things. And I'm going to have another one with all of you, another session of, for, 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 for you as, as, as leadership. We are getting ready for next year. Say amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, let us begin. When we begin today's message uh, on covenant, the covenant is a very deep um, thing. We might have to do it next week too. We'll see how far we go. Learn to a covenant. relationship. Yes. He locks himself in that relationship. He locks himself in a relationship through covenant. After having done so, he then gives you the key and says, I will never touch it as God. But you have the key, you can opt out every time you feel like it, you have the choice. Because I cannot keep you bound against your will. But what he does is he locks himself through covenant in a relationship. And then he he leaves it to us. Whether we want to remain in covenant with him. He says, you can leave me anytime. When you want to. But I'm not going anywhere. As God, I am, I am committed to you. I'm committed to your future. I'm committed to your destiny. I'm com- committed to everything that is to do with you. Yeah. That's why I place you in your mother's womb. When I enter into a relationship with you, I commit myself to you. Amen. Amen. So, in relationships... He makes himself eternally available to us. He brings his full weight into that relationship. This is why he says to Joshua, uh, chapter 1, verse 5, he says, I will never leave you 
nor forsake you. Uh, he, when, when Umo said, Ekuluma no Joshua, you remember in, in, in Deuteronomy 31 6, yeah. uh, he says to him, He says, Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear nor be afraid of them, for the Lord your God, He is the one who goes with you. Then Moses tells him, He says, He will not leave you nor forsake you. That's what Moses told Joshua because Moses had been in covenant so he knew how God worked. So he assures him. He says he will never leave you. He will never forsake you. So he gives him that word. Now, in, in Judges 10.13, we're just doing an introduction. We've got a lot of scriptures to cover. But just note this as we begin. In Judges 10, verse 13, we're calling verse 14. Now God is speaking to Israel. He says, Yet you have forsaken me and served other gods. Therefore, I will deliver you no more. Go and cry out to the gods which you have chosen. Let them deliver you in your time of distress. Why? It will seem like God is forsaken. No, no, God does not do that. He, he, they, they, they wept themselves out of covenant through sin. Yes. And God has got no choice when that happens. Because for God to operate, God operates in a covenant relationship. For him to pull his muscle, for, for him to manifest his power, for him to manifest his authority, for him to step out full force, and the, the, the power of heaven to be made available. We must be in relationship with him. Say amen. amen. Hallelujah. I need, I need that to get started. So I want you to understand that God is a God of covenant. God is a God of covenant. He's a God who ensures that he does not go by what we are experiencing today, one night stand. God is not a God of a one night stand relationship. He commits himself and all his resources, all that he has to offer, he brings himself into a relationship and he commits himself there. Now in Genesis 9, verses 8 to 13, the Bible says, Then God spoke to Noah and to his sons with him, saying, And as for me, behold, I establish my covenant with you and with your descendants after you, and with every living creature that is with you, the birds, the cattle, and every beast of the earth with you, of all that go out of the ark, every beast of the earth. Thus I establish my covenant with you. Never again shall all flesh be cut off by the waters of the flood. Never again shall there be a flood to destroy the earth. And God said, this is the sign of the covenant which I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for perpetual generations. I set my rainbow in the cloud and it shall be for the sign of the covenant between me and the earth. So in this particular scripture, establishes something which we have never known in our culture. Uh, he started a long time ago, centuries ago, called covenant, not transactional relationship, but a covenant relationship. That's how he operates. 
Now, what is a, a covenant? Yeni a covenant. And it would it would uh, give you a definition at the Israel. When this is relationship. So that's how Zulu. It doesn't go beyond that. When it goes beyond that, it begins to just go off course. A covenant, they, they define it as a, a legal contract. It's a legal contract. Amen. A binding agreement. It's a binding uh, two parties to this agreement. Both of you agree, then you walk within the terms and conditions of the agreement. Now, in Hebrew, it's berith. In Greek, it's that word. Amen. Diathic. Even if I mess it up, you won't even know what that I messed it up. I don't even know how to pronounce it. So I can just say diathic. You wouldn't know that I'm wrong. Amen. What if I just say it's diathic? That's what it is. Amen. I could be wrong. Amen. But both of those Hebrew and Greek, both of those words, they mean agreement. Out agreement. So a covenant, give us the learning. It's a, it's a contract between God and man. Not contract. Now, not contract as we know it here. Uh, the, the terms and conditions of, he, of his uh, contract is just totally different. Amen. But we're going to learn that. So, let's just He owns it. He owns it, everything about He initiates the process. Yeah. Because Unkulunkul has always chased after man, mm-hmm. has always pursued us, He has always shown interest in us. Yeah. When you look at the planets, a lot of planets, but none of them, but only Earth gets mentioned in the Bible because that's where the love of His heart exists. Yeah. So there's something special about us. In the heart of God, because we are made in the Im- in His image and His likeness, Amen. So, for that reason, He will always pursue. He does not wait for Umuntu to chase for Him. He comes down looking for man. He, religion says, uh, "Go out and 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 find God." Yeah. When you found God, then tell everybody how great I am. But in spirituality and Christianity in relationship, it's God who comes for man. Because has got no power and authority, even moral ground to be able to go after God. God is always, God chases. Somebody wrote a book, a God, a God chases. But that was different. It's got to do with, 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 with worship and praise and, and being hungry and thirsty and having an appetite for him. But Unkulunkulu has always wanted to have a relationship with you. Why? Because the Bible says in 1 John chapter 4, verse 8, God is love. The first chapter, 1 John chapter 4, verse 16, it says the same thing, God is love. Otando, if it has no targets, it is just there lying dormant it cannot be experienced. Utando needs a target yeah. for, 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 for it to be poured out and for it to be experienced. Mm-hmm. Because God is love, 
He's always looked for a target to pour himself out into. So the only uh, candidate for God's love is, is human beings. Because the Bible says we are made in his image. And we are made in his likeness. So whether we like it or not, God would always going to chase us. Whether we like it or not, he was always going to come after us. He was always going to chase yeah. after that which looks like him and pursue us. The Bible says, I stand at the door knocking. See, he knocks. He's persistent. He's per- he walks with us right to the point where yeah. and he can't do no more. And when God lifts up his hand, he says, I've tried my best. But he walks with us yeah. every time, whispering, whispering, wooing us. Like a, a man would try to convince a, a woman. Damas, we, yeah. you're going to learn that just now. But Unkulukul has always, has always uh, tried to go after us. So a covenant is a contract. It's drawn by God. Or it's drawn by God. It is then presented to us. Now, why does God do this? Because he wants to make sure that when he begins to enter into a relationship with you, the relationship is genuine. The relationship has got permanence to it. It's eternal. The relationship is true. It's not plastic. The relationship is solid. So he, he, he makes a covenant with us. To say, I am here, yeah. I am locking myself in. You and I, we are forever one. We are forever one. Yeah. The enemy will try and put pressure on you so that you begin to go against the terms of our covenant. But I will always be here until you decide to do whatever you want. When you decide to do that, I, I, I can't stay here by myself because you will have broken covenant. But Uncle Uncle, uh, like I told you, he's not into a one-night stand. How do you one-night stand? One-night stand. Type of a relationship. He's not a God like that. He doesn't believe in these relationships, like a, a make-me-high drug type relationship. Yeah. You know, I'm in a relationship with you because when I am in your presence, it just makes me feel great. Yeah. You know, you put me on a certain high, it's like a drunk. You put me on a certain just high. You know, you just give me something and my, in my hormones just jump yeah. whenever I'm with you. He's not into that. God is into covenant. So he invests his life into a relationship with us. Yeah. He invests. He, he brings his own blood into the relationship. So basically when you are in a relationship with God, you are in a blood type relationship. There is blood involved. When I explain that, whether today or next week, but I wanted to understand what Uncle Uncle is not into a casual love affair with you. He's not into a casual love affair. When I feel like it, see, these these affairs are governed by emotions. You know, sometimes I feel like, sometimes I don't feel like. God goes by covenant. So he wants to take us from a, a point of Loving him from a place of the soul, which is emotions, how I feel. Because uh, he said something impressed me, that I fall in love with the truth. But I might not fall in love with something else that presses my buttons, that challenges me. That's not covenant. 
covenant says, I, we, we come into a relationship. Whatever he says goes. Yeah. Say amen. amen. So when, when this happens, then we can, we can either accept or reject. But whatever happens, we can't change the terms of the covenant. Yeah. Amen. We can decide, no, this is, this is just too much for me. But God will have remained faithful in the relationship. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, a covenant has got three things, or two, three. three. Every covenant, today we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Abrahamic covenant. And then next week, we're going to talk about the new covenant. So today, basically, we're just laying a foundation. I want you to understand what a covenant is. But next week is going to be amazing because we're going to just pull other things that which are amazing about a covenant. So a covenant has got three uh, features. The first thing that a covenant has is called the words of the covenant. Yeah. Amen. Words of a covenant. In other words, it's the language of the covenant. Amen. Amen. Now, you will realize that most people, they fall in love with the, with the language of the gospel. Uh, because the word of the covenant, it talks about the promises. Yeah. It's, it's where God appeals to us to woo us, to attract our attention. It's the promises that God makes. And uh, it's the terms of the covenant or, or the conditions of the covenant. So that's the, the, that's the first thing that the covenant has. That's one. And then second, the covenant, uh, there's something called the blood of the covenant. The second feature, the blood of the covenant. Uh, a covenant in the olden days, uh, in, in, in the ancient world, when the covenants were initiated uh, is familiar no, was a matter of life and death how to life and death life it was a life and death commitment in other words when you were in a covenant with somebody you couldn't just wake up tomorrow morning because they they just said something that offended you then you chose to step out of the relationship no you are bound for life that's why blood was important because blood speaks of life we are united in life forever your blood is in me and my blood is in you. We are flowing into eternity. Whatever happens between us, yeah. we are bound by blood. Yeah. We are bound by blood. So Nkolonkolo then involves himself in, in this blood uh, covenant with us. Amen. Now, one of the questions while we are still here that we must always be asking ourselves, how much of our life are we willing to give away? Because it talks about how much of my life am I willing to put on the altar. A covenant relationship and sacrifice go hand in hand. Yeah. If, 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 and sometimes you feel like lots of us they need to grow out of that. Otherwise, if you are not careful, you're going to backslide and you'll find yourself in hell. Because we, we, our relationship with God, they are, it's based on his performance. So he must perform certain things for us. And then we feel blessed. Then we feel like, hey, you're a great daddy. You did this. You, 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 you bought me a PS4, a PlayStation. And so you're a great dad. Now, that's not how it works. Yeah. With him, it, it, it works this way. We are... In this, if I am, as your father in heaven, say, do not do this. Yes, sir. Because we are in, I, I trust you so much. Yeah. That even your no is a victory for me. Yeah. 
because your no would have prevented me from doing something that have destroyed me everything that you say is for my own sake amen that's a covenant so there's a, there's there's blood involved and there's something called the seal out seal oh power oh power song is amen now this is a tangible and a constant reminder of the authenticity of the covenant yeah. so there are about nine covenants in the bible and uh, there's a uh, one it's called edenic covenant there, there's so many of them uh, but we're going to focus on abrahamic covenant today yeah. and next we're going to do the new covenant but all of them have got these three features that we have we have spoken about there's the words of the covenant there's the blood of the covenant and there's the seal of the covenant in other words, there must be something visible and tangible, a mark. We are marked for him. There must be something that says we are marked for him that is visible and tangible. We are scarred yeah. for him. Yeah. Uh, somebody in the Old Testament walked uh, with a limp. There was a limp. There's yes. a feasible, feasible tangible, yeah. concrete sign yeah. that he had met God, had an encounter with the Father. And there was something amen now the Abrahamic covenant is a is an interesting covenant uh, remember it was first called Abraham then he was called Abraham amen now I want us to look at that particular covenant because we've got so much to learn from this particular uh, covenant amen Words of this covenant that Abraham no take. Remember what in the words of the covenant, it's 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 what God is saying. Yeah. We are still on the other side, so he's gonna say certain things to draw us. He's yeah. gonna say, I'm gonna bless you. He's gonna say whole lot of beautiful he's, he's drawing us because we are far off. Yeah. He knows how to deal with the human race. So the, the words of the covenant is when God gives us a, a, a picture of our future in words. So, he, he, so that he can draw us into himself. So through the promise, it becomes clear that we are going to benefit from this relationship. So then we, 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 we walk into it knowing what What do I stand to gain? And to, that, that's God's order. That, that's his covenant. What do I stand to, to gain and benefit? So he makes promises. That's, that's, his, that's his first step. So when he called Abraham, that's what he did. Yeah. He said, uh, do this, do that, do that, because I want to do this for you. So he, give, he gives him beautiful language yeah. to get his uh, focus and to attract him to himself. Yeah. Amen. So... I wanted to get a picture of of in Caesar, Ashalin Tomi, Amen. Most of you are doing good. Let me try and do it. No, it does nothing. No, it does nothing. Must know. Use your words. Use your words. You're not listening. You are listening. Use your words. So that's what God does. So you, you get a picture. Um, it says why Kulman and Tommy. So Jazzy, Ginek, 
Ginagsasil el enzima gabi nga ako. Panoy. Abo nang siya. Abo nang mga susala. May gusto mo lang na bong kala bong kulong kulong. Na, abo nang la. So he paints a picture. But when we study the Bible, because we are very religious when we study the Word, we don't see these things. But in the promises, it's God attracting us. Attracting us into a relationship, into a marriage. Besalinda lugu uzwa. Ukuti siyatanda ini. Siyatanda inungena kule relationship. So he waits to see if we are going to step into the relationship. Now in Genesis 12, he tells him, he says, I will make you a great nation. Nama ukuti, komuse salanga matama. He's drawing him. Lo baba lo has been serving God. Amen. Amen. Thank you. He's been serving other gods. Yeah. He's gonna take God something profound to to draw His attention to come here. So God says, "I will make you a great nation." That sounds great. I'll go for that. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Amen. 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 Now, if you resist that, and you say, okay, Father, I, I, I don't want that, then that's your problem. But he has, he has given you a picture, something flowing out of his heart, yeah. of where you belong, as far as he's concerned, that's your tomorrow. Yeah. That's your future. That's your destiny. So he does this with, with this man. He gives him a personal, personal blessing. Amen. Then Genesis 26, verses 2 to 4, the Bible said, Then the Lord appeared to him and said, Do not go down to Egypt. Live in the land of which I shall tell you. Dwell in this land, and I will be with you and bless you. For to you... And your descendants, I give all these lands. Yeah. No, he hasn't given him yet. He's given he is giving him words of the covenant. Yeah. For you to come into covenant with me, this is what it's at stake. You can choose to remain where you are, but if you choose to remain where you are, you are losing out on this. Yeah. Amen. It's the same thing with us as God's people today. This is why it's important for all of us to know. The words of the covenant we are in. Don't quit too quickly. Don't give up too quickly. Because there's so much God wants to do in and through you. Amen. So he says, I give all these lands and I will perform the oath which I swore to Abraham your father. And I will make your descendants multiply as the stars of heaven. I will give to your descendants all these lands... And in your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. Say amen. He doesn't only do that. He, he also gives him a physical blessing. I mean, who can resist that? And he makes him at a time when he has no heir. Yeah, he meets the right man. He says, no, don't worry. You've been serving all these gods. Have they been able to give you an end? No. no. 
But if you come into relationship with me, into covenant with me, somebody else, it would have been enough for them just to get a son. Don't worry about lands and they will bless, I will bless those who bless you and all these other uh, terms and just to get a son for a person it would have been enough yeah. but God God is an extravagant God when he deals with us this is why Eve I believe is full of promises what God wants to pour onto your lap if you were to choose to walk with him and believe him and walk in faith yeah. in Jesus name so says I'll give you a son irrespective of your age shall be blessed just just come hold my hand let's walk together amen now yep when I explain a few things just 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 go through these scriptures amen Romans 4 verses 17 to 21 the Bible says as it is written I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him who believed God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did who contrary to hope in hope believed so that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken so shall your descendants be and not being weak in faith he did not consider his own body already dead since he was a hundred years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief but was strengthened in faith giving glory to God and being fully convinced that what he had promised he was also able to perform say amen so these are the words or the language of the covenant that Abraham was being invited into. Now, not only this, you know, we've listed a whole lot of stuff here, but you know that you haven't spoken about material blessing. Do you know that Abraham was the wealthiest man in his time? Did you know that? No. No, he was. For the Bible says that then Abraham went up from Egypt he and his wife and all that he had and lot with him to the south Abraham was very rich in livestock in silver and in gold amen so he this is the language we we must as Abbasarone understand the language the words of the covenant in which we are in this is why one must study scripture what is this? What, what am I in? And study the word yourself and, 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 and learn the heart of the Father. So that even if everybody else gives up, but you understand what's at stake. I am in the covenant and you have promised and I choose to believe you. Amen. 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 Just, just bear with me because... Uh, Got these scriptures which I, I, I read through very quickly, but I want you to see something. Yeah. So I wanted to build your faith. Amen. Amen. And then we move to Genesis 13, write it down, verses 14 to 18. Amen. 
Now he's, 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 he's just telling him stuff. And these things did happen. He fulfilled each and every one of them. Because Abraham decided to stay in covenant with him. Amen. And the Lord said to Abraham, after the Lord had separated from him, lift your eyes now and look from the place where you are, northward, southward, eastward, and westward, for all the land which you see, I give to you and your descendants forever. And I will make your descendants as the dust of the earth, so that if a man could number the dust of the earth, then your descendants also could be numbered. Arise, walk in the land through its length and its width, for I give it to you. Then Abraham moved his tent. Think it's just in a small tent. Then Abraham moved his tent and went and dwelt by the tabernacle tree of Mamre which are in Hebron and built an altar there to the Lord. Amen. Amen. So this is the extent that the father is willing to go to get Abraham to say yes to the covenant. All the things we have mentioned. Tina, when we listen to the gospel, it's like all we ever get to know about is just the cross and what Jesus did on the cross, which is fine. That's, that's the entry point. But once you get saved, once you get saved, it's important to know salvation is like stepping into this hole. Yes. But when you are into the hole, there are shelves with holes. There are rooms here, yeah. which you must go into and begin to uh, interact with what God has in store for you. Yes. Amen. Amen. So it is important, therefore, that we understand the, the language or the words of the covenant. That's what he gave Abraham. And I tell you now, in the word of God, we're going to learn next week, there's so much. Most of what God told Abraham, what he promised Abraham, belongs to you too, by covenant. Amen. That's why there's that song that says, uh, Abraham's blessings are mine. Remember that? Abraham's blessings are mine because what God had promised him if I choose to walk in covenant with him, what God gave Abraham access into, I can also access the same. Because the God I've, I've chosen to make the God of Abraham my God. So the, the, the language and the, and the promises which God gave Abraham, the same promises are made available to me if I would choose to walk in covenant with him. Amen. Now, then we have the terms of the covenant. The terms of the covenant. Amen. Amen. Now these are conditions mm. on the basis of which the promise is fulfilled. This is why if you are not careful, like these preachers who get excited, they never emphasize the if. I will do what, 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 what if. if. There's always an if. Yeah. Because every covenant has conditions. Yeah. It's not just freeway. Yeah, people are, they call you to come in front here, to kneel. Uh, they just give you, they just pronounce a blessing upon you. They just pronounce, they just tell you everything is going to be fine. Yeah. Whether you are living in fornication or you are in adultery or whatever is happening, they don't care because it attracts numbers for them. As long as they can tell you 
that everything is going to be well. No, a covenant is not like that. Covenant has got promise, which is what pastors like. They tell you promises, but they never tell you the if. If you do not, must go read Deuteronomy 28. Got blessings and curses. If you obey, these are the blessings. But if you choose not to, amen. So these are the terms and conditions which God places in front of us. Everything is made available. We can access everything we want. If, how to if. Now you must get used to that word. Be very, very careful to study what comes after the word if in the Bible. Yeah. Because everything you have read before hinges upon whether you're doing what comes after if. Yeah. Amen. So these are conditions. The terms of the, of the covenant, but only they, for them to be made real, to manifest in our lives, they are set into motion through what we call faith, or faith. Faith. Or faith. Faith. We call what Hebrews 11 talks about faith. Amen. It's a hall of faith. A lot of people there listed who walked by faith. The Bible says walk by faith, not by sight. Yeah. Without faith, the Bible says it is impossible to please God. So when God begins to give us a promise, one of the conditions that are there is you gotta believe him. You gotta believe me. He reaches out, you gotta believe me. Just trust me in this. Trust me in this. Even if it takes a bit long for it to happen, I want you to believe me. I want you to trust, no matter how long it takes. I want you to trust me. Just stay with me. Stay with me. Stay with me. There'll be a lot of voices talking to you. To say you have been with in this thing for too long, but nothing is happening. But just stay with me. Stay with me. Faith is one of the prerequisites. Major, major condition in covenant. Believe what I tell you. Abraham, believe me. Don't take your eyes off. Everywhere else. Just walk with me. Walk with me. Day in and day out, just stay with me. Or just stay with me. That's what God wants. Stay with me. Lord of voices. There's a lot of noise in the world. Everything is wanting to pull your attention. Just drag you on one side. But the, the whisper of the Spirit of God is stay with me. Stay with me. Stay with me. Amen. Amen. So he, he speaks to him. After these things, the word of the Lord came. Verse 15. Amen. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision saying, Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid, Abraham. I am your shield. Your exceedingly great reward. See, because as much as God has promised us something in his word, as much as the promise is there and we know it, there comes a time in our lives when the enemy challenges what we know. And circumstances and situations, they have a voice, by the way. Circumstances and situations have a voice. They speak. They speak unbelief. They speak fear. When things are not moving at the pace that we, we, we hope they would move at. When seasons are not changing. 
Now, the voices begin to speak. Yeah. And he comes to him because he knows that the Bible of Psalm 103, he remembers that we are dust. Yeah. He knows. He knows us. He knows our frame. And he remembers that we are dust. He knows our, our weaknesses. He knows that we feel discouraged sometimes. Yeah. When his clock in heaven and our clock here just don't match. Yeah. Father, by now I would have, would have hoped yeah, that this would have happened. But it hasn't. So he comes to him during that time. Amen. Now he's expecting God had given him a word. And things are not moving. But God has spoken. But circumstances are not changing. So he comes and says, Do not be afraid, Abraham. I am your shield. Your exceedingly great reward. But Abraham said, Lord God, what will you give me? Seeing I go childless, and the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. Then Abraham said, Look, you have given me no offspring. Indeed, one born in my house is my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, saying, This one shall not be your heir. But one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. Then he brought him outside and said, Look now toward heaven and count the stars if you are able to number them. And he said to him, So shall your descendants be. And the Bible says, And he believed God. And the father accounted it to him for righteousness. Without faith, there is no covenant. Without faith and fully embracing stubborn faith. Stubborn faith. Because the Bible says against hope he believed. He did not consider his own physical body. For he was very old. And the womb of Sarah's wife, they were old beyond that age. For her to be able to consider. In other words, he did not consider the natural. When the natural spoke to him, he looked at himself and his very body said, You cannot do this. The Bible says he chose not to consider the natural. He believed God that in spite of what I see, it looks ridiculous that this would happen. But the Bible says he believed God. He believed in the Lord. And he accounted to him for righteousness. Without faith, we will never be able to hold the promise in our hand. If there is one thing the enemy will always fight for is your faith. Everything the enemy does, he is targeting the word in you to steal it. So that you have nothing left when he takes that word out of your heart, out of your spirit. Because you can only believe the word. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So every attack, every shaking, every storm that comes, it seeks to steal the word in you. It seeks to steal the promise that God has given you and then you have no faith. Because faith can only be built 
on the foundation of the word. Now, apart from faith, the second condition that God needs from us is something called obedience. Out obedience. With faith, God wants obedience. Because the obedience is faith in action. Or faith in action. Obedience is proof or evidence of our faith. Because we can all say, I believe. But if I don't obey Him, there is no tangible proof. If I don't step out and take an action out of obedience, there is no proof because faith will remain in your heart. Faith that is invisible, it's not faith at all. Faith must, sometimes it must be made visible through me taking a faith step and doing something that's practical, that's tangible, that shows that I believe Him and I obey Him. How many believe God? All of us, we lift up our hands. When we begin to look at our level of obedience, when God orders us to walk in a particular direction or to do something, the proof that I believe God in that area is my willingness to obey Him in that area. The proof of my faith is made manifest when I obey Him in that area. Say Amen. That's why Ujesu uh, tells them about the parable. Utuman, Chela 1-7, to go do one thing. I'm just paraphrasing it. Yeah. And he says, I will do it. And he ends up not doing it. But he said, I will. So I believe. I believe what you're saying is fine. I will do it. And then another one, he is told to do it. And then he goes, do it. And then he puts this together. So it's he who amongst the two. Amen. So it's obedience. Obedience. Obilalela. Obilalela utik. Senze njengalogu izwe. Lendeta makolwa. Itagab. Makol. In other words, if you want to see the highest level of obedience, you must go to the people called Amakol. Yeah. Because Amakol, they are the ones who believe and then they obey. Yes. Amen. So, say faith. faith. Then say obedience. obedience. Amen. So, those are the two things, Bazalwan. If we are in covenant with him, nothing will move. It doesn't matter what he has told us about physical healing, about any area of our material breakthrough, there are things he will ask us to do for us to be able to walk in that particular blessing. If we do not obey, his hands are tied in that area. Because for that area to move, for that promise to kick into action, it needs my faith and my obedience. Amen. Now, let's go to the blood of the covenant. In that particular covenant of Abraham. Amen. So, we know that we covenant, because Ukulukulu takes relationships seriously, blood must flow. It costs something to be in relationship with God. 
everything for you. You just so comfortable. You are never asked to place anything on the altar of sacrifice. There is nothing bleeding in your life. You are not giving your life away. Because I must be constantly laying my life, putting my life down, giving my life away. All the many Isaacs, I must be willing to give them away. That's the blood aspect of covenant. I must be willing. How to willing? I must feel something. Because you see, because these days we come because of this beautiful music. But your walk with the Lord and my walk with the Lord, if it costs me nothing, I'm not in covenant. If my walk with Jesus Christ is costing me and I'm finding it difficult to live it. What am I being commanded to just let go? Ladies on the altar, stop doing this. It's not in line with the terms and because I, I, I am not worn over it. Yeah. Because once he conquers me in covenant, hey. and I've learned, hey. in covenant is not about the, the words, the promises. I will bless you. Hey. I will curse those who curse you. Hey. And we fall in love with the words no. of the covenant. But we must get to a point where we now move on to the next level where we understand that walking with him will cost me something. What about greeting? I'll just tell you something so simple. There is, there is a lady in our apartment. She lives downstairs. She just saw... She's mean. I'm sorry. She's mean. You know? I see you. I see you. When I tease that cool, heart is just... Unan doesn't even greet that lady. You know, we call her grumpy one. Grumpy one. Now, Goleslano, I'm looking at a wheelchair. And the Spirit of God says, No, you're going to greet her. I'm like, No, I'm not going to greet her. I'm not greeting her. I'm not. You know when you greet her, you know what she does? It's that I'm not paying rent when I'm not, 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 so, because I know the level of authority I need when I pray.
So it must be in his presence I am able to move with speed. Yes, spaghetti. So, Julian, I'm Hi. Hi, Karen. Hey. But I'm not doing that. See, that's the sacrifice part, Mamsi. Yes. 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 So when I say hi, say hi back. Oh. Please, man. And the Spirit of God would then begin to caution you. No. There's a cost here. So there is sacrifice. Out sacrifice. A lot of other examples we can talk about. Yeah. Talk about our work experiences. Line seven is a call. We have this person above you in rank. They know nothing. I'm telling absolutely nothing. I'm, I'm being. I'm sorry. Just they have no clue what's going on because they skipped a level. Yeah. Because of of, of unions and stuff, so they skipped a level. So now they are there. They, they have no clue. Now everybody at work, they speak against now ma. I have to work very hard to say something positive because I yeah. need to. No, yeah. There's nothing. <laughs> there's nothing to say. And the temptation is to agree with them, yeah. yeah. And sometimes I do because it just makes me feel good. <laughs> sometimes I do agree with them. I'm being honest with you. Yeah. But that's the price as well. That's yeah. the price. We oh, must feel. Fun. You must feel yourself grow. Like, feel something break. Can you? The lawyer, I am sorry. Lopuma, Lopuma, and Zima. I am the. I am the. I am the. That one. Excuse me. Said I'm so. I'm sorry, Ken. No, 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 no. Don't say Ken. Sorry. It's it's even harder. Mum zooming is zoom. There's nothing as difficult and as breaking do. Ya kolisa. But what God is saying, let something break in us, something I must feel that I am growing on a daily basis. I must be able to measure. I was not able to do something at I was not able to greet, I was not able to do it. Now I can. That is what God is looking for in us, in our relationship and in covenant. Amen, God. I'm not smiling. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, so we, we, we go past that. He, Talks to him about, about blood. Let's just keep that particular scripture because I've already covered that. Amen. Uh, Acts 7 8. Amen. Now we move on to the seal of the covenant. Nkulunkulun gave Abraham the seal. So we spoke about the, the words of the covenant and the blood of the covenant. There are three features of every covenant the words of the covenant, the blood of the covenant. And the seal, or seal, seal, 
of the covenant. Golunkulu wants a permanent reminder that we are in relationship with him. Now, next week, when we are dealing with the, the New Testament, the New Covenant, we're going to cover certain things. Amen. But with Abraham, it was circumcision. How did circumcision look so? Circumcision. Circumcision. Amen. That's where we are. And the Bible says, and he gave him the covenant of circumcision. And so Abraham begot Isaac and circumcised him on the eighth day. And Isaac begot Jacob. Amen. And Jacob begot the twelve patriarchs. Hallelujah. Amen. So the question becomes this because Uksoka scarred them. Yeah. Left a permanent scar. Yeah. Now Mom Kabashi spoke about what is uh, what it means, the cutting of the foreskin. Yeah. Because the, the, the cutting of the foreskin meant that I am giving you the future generations. Yeah. Amen. The future generations, the future seed belongs to you. I'm not going to give my seed to any other God, yeah. but I'm giving my future, my posterity to you. So they yeah. cut the first skin. Now, as I walk with God, what, what scar do I bear? When, when the crowd moves this way, Lolo Pauliang comes, no. You can't move this way. Or do I live in perpetual comfort? Yeah. And for me, everything is just fine. Every language is acceptable. Yeah. I watch every movie. I go everywhere. Everything goes. Or do I bear the, scar. the scars that testify to the fact that I am in covenant yeah. with heaven? What loss am I suffering yeah. because I am in relationship with Him? Am I losing anything at all? Am I losing anything? But I regard everything that I used to treasure as useless. It's in vain. It's nothing for me now. In the light of the glory that the Lord has revealed. So, But I accepted Jesus Christ. And it became a scar. God left a scar. No power. We are almost done. For he is not a Jew. Romans 2, 28. We are almost done. For he is not a Jew who is one outwardly, nor is circumcision that which is outward in the flesh. But he is a Jew who is one inwardly, and circumcision is that of the heart. In the spirit. Not in the letter. Whose praise is not from man, but from God. They speak of a circumcised tongue, even. Everything is circumcised. Even my thoughts are circumcised. I don't just venture into whatever word, thought, thought life. 
Yes, Lord. It's circumcised. Gunopal. The language yeah. is circumcised. Thank you, Jesus. I used to speak anyhow before. Mm. But Wangshano Pao, even my very language. Mabe Mile La, Jesus O, Bambamile. To a law, even the way he speaks. No. Must get to a point like that where we are, it's so clear. I know most people, it happens a bit without you having advertised yourself. Yeah. Because of the way you carry yourself, it just becomes so evident. But he's different. Yeah. She's different. Yeah. I pray, Bazwan, that we become the type of breed of people who are not known and servants of the prayer meetings beyond prayer lunchtime. But you are known because you are the light of the world, you are the salt of the earth there. Without having said much, by your walk, by the way you speak, the way you live, you advertise the gospel and the beauty of God. We are almost done, Masala. So I want to remind you that we are in a covenant relationship with the Lord. And Ukulonkolo Babu Uzongo, he is looking for people who are not afraid of a long term commitment. Because for him, he is in this for the long haul. So if you are a person of a one night stand, a person who just wants to be in church when you feel like it then this is not for you god for him to lay bare all his resources his power and his glory through your life there must be a level of commitment coming through in our lives in jesus name so he wants those who are not only only interested in the language of the covenant but who are also interested in the blood of the covenant on the altar. Knowing that it will cost them something to work with him. As in And you tell him, but it's precious to me. He says, no, I know best. There is more where you are going. Yes, no, leave it. And you can feel your soul turning and twisting, anchoring for that thing. That's the walk. We are called into such a walk. Amen. Amen. He wants us to commit to him. Amen. Yeah. to commit to him in relationship. Now, next week, we're going to continue on this. It's a powerful subject. But I pray that God will raise Abba Zawane Lainli, who are very clear yeah. about what you have been called into. He locks himself with you, and he builds a wall around hey, you. And he locks himself in this relationship. He gives you the key 
And he says, you can walk out every time, but I'm stuck with you. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. This, uh, this is the language of the covenant. These are all the things I'm willing to do for you. I, I, will, I will go anywhere for you. I will split the sea if I have to for you. I will command a rock to spew water if I have to. To get your attention. I will pour fire on a, on a, on a bush. I will cause a girl to speak for you if I have to. Let's stand, Mazalan. Now, Father, we thank you for your word. Give you praise for what you are doing in this place. Baba Squaz in Kulungulisa Shulega Gogni. Skulegelo Musanam Sanje. Oh, glorious Lord. Help us. We want to walk with you in covenant. Fully committed in this for the long haul. Give us the strength and give us the grace to stay with you. Lot of things happening in the world. Lot of things calling for our attention, pulling us. Oh, Father, give us the grace. I want to walk with you. Kingdom Embassy House, we want to walk with you. Want to get into our destiny. Want to possess the land. Want to do everything we were created to do. And be everything we were created to be. Want to experience life. In its fullness. Father, I pray for your people today. For that grace. Grace to be obedient. When we don't feel like it. It's grace to obey your voice. And I pray that you help all of us in this place. In Jesus' name, the church said, Amen. Amen. Let's give God a hand. Come on.